Blog Talk Radio. Another day in the office at Wrestle Radio Network. Happy early holidays, and may we listen to another ending loop of Christmas music. But that's a different subject for a different podcast. This is a wrestling podcast, ladies and gems. Tonight, WWE Raw was in Nashville, Tennessee. And um, all I can tell you is, Lady Wynn and I. This much apparently because 24 7 championship changed hands. Now you got Kyle Bush as the champion, native of Tennessee. Seth Rollins was to apologize on tonight's show. It's sad when they have to notify you about apologies, but yeah, um, caught the last tidbit of it, you know, the whole Lana Rusev fiasco of. Lana of epic proportions, Lana and Lashley get arrested. Oh, no. Anyways, folks, I'm getting carried away. Please welcome to the show the current co-host on Monday night here on Russell Radio Network. Please welcome to the show from Southgate, Detroit, Michigan, Lady Lynn. Hey, B-Tran. What's happening, bro? Oh, just another day in the office. It's like... I just want to recap Monday Night Raw, seeing as how I missed the last hour and a half of the three-hour extravaganza. So Seth Rollins basically apologized. Okay, so Seth Rollins delivered his apology, right? So then Authors of Pain, Charlie, you know, Charles Bruce was asking Seth Rollins about the attack on Kevin Owens and Okay. Oh no, that was Authors of Pain. And then Seth Rollins said, I was sorry for saying everyone sucked last week and make up your minds. That's something that I'm gonna discuss, folks, is what works and what doesn't in the in the eyes of certain fans, okay? And Lady Wynn and I missed out on a whole bunch. It says Owens was uh called out Rollins potentially having a relationship with Authors of Pain. I wouldn't put it past him because, you know, Rollins can do great solo. He can do good by himself. But there's something suspicious about the attack on Owens in the parking lot. And then AOP smiled and uh, called AOP. Okay, so Lashley answered Owens. 
And then Kevin Owens beat Lashley because of disqualification because Rusev jumps in. Yay! We're so happy to see that Rusev and Lana and Lashley are at it again, folks. It's like Three's Company. Come on, knock on our door. Okay, maybe that's not the proper sing-off for that. But, um, you know, okay, I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm glad that they changed it up. And now they're getting kinky, and they're using handcuffs on Lana and Lashley. You're into whatever kind of fetish you're into. I don't give a fuck, but... It's at least they changed that aspect of it, Lady Lynn. I'm not sure because we missed, well, we both missed a good portion of Monday Night Raw, and we didn't miss much. I mean, they just picked up where they kind of left off. But um, Lashley and Lana were arrested because they put their hands on supposed authoritative figures, you know, whatever. Enough of them. There's enough review on that. Whoop de doo. McIntyre. Defeated Akira Tozawa. Oh my fucking word. McIntyre versus Tozawa. Are you running out of people to book? We must be running out of people. McIntyre versus Tozawa. That's no no doubt. I mean, unless they decide to play the underdog card and actually have Tozawa, tiny Tozawa, take down big old Drew McIntyre. I don't see the point in booking that match even. What is the... Okay. So he beat him, and then he calls out Randy Orton. Can you guys please make up your fucking minds who you want to feud with whom? Because this is like the reason why fans jump ship where they don't care to pay attention to the feuds that are one-hit wonder feuds, like one-hitter-quitter feuds. Okay, so McIntyre and Orton, that's a good fucking feud. Now, can you please continue that instead of drop the feud in one fucking week and then pick up another feud with Orton? It's like, what I'm saying is, storyline, not like pick up this bullshit of, okay, I have this. I have this storyline to follow of McIntyre and Orton, but then Orton's probably going to drop that feud and start feuding with Ricochet again. Could you please keep it simple, stupid, for the fucking fans? You know, because this is why they tune in. They're like, oh, I don't care. It's entertainment. You should care because this is why a lot of fans have jumped ship and not even used the network because they have access to Hulu and they have the raw replay, and it's only an hour and a half condensed without all the fucking commercials and whatnot. Sorry. I'm not sorry. Dropping F-bombs about this shit. And then you have, okay, so he calls out Orton. whoop de doo Alistair Black versus Tony Nese. Okay, now we're getting ridiculous. <laughs> Buddy Murphy was watching a monitor. You know, I'm beginning to think Aleister Black is missing home. Perhaps maybe he should go back to NXT because you guys are totally annihilating his usage of talent on Monday Night Raw thus far. They're like, well, Tony Nese is a talented individual. <laughs> on the box of a cereal box, maybe, but 
you know, Tony Nese looks, he's ripped. He's a short dude. Every dude, it's not about height. What I'm saying is, this is some straight up bullshit. Right out the gate, I'm already ranting. This is bad. This is fucking bad. Oh, Andrade defeated Eric Young with a hammerlock DET. Who the fuck is booking your shit? Just for real, dude. I didn't even watch the, to be honest with you folks, we didn't even watch the beginning of Monday Night Raw. And yeah, it sounds like I'm bashing them on already. When I can back it up with specifics of what would bother me, I didn't even see this shit. And I guarantee you, I wouldn't want to plunder my own brain into the fucking wall. In other words, ram my head into the wall like a madman. Because this is some, these matches that I just listed off. Let's go through logic, shall we, folks? Is there logic in wrestling? No. But when you book McIntyre versus Tazawa, what in the actual fuck are you thinking? You know that's going to be a fucking squash match if you do it anyways. So that's a big F you to us who support you? Really? Aleister Black versus Tony Nese. Okay, that may have been an okay match. But really, you, you pulled these guys up from NXT for a reason, and gals for that matter. So what do we owe the pleasure of a shitty Monday Night Raw? Can anyone fucking explain that to any of us? I'm beginning to wonder if Monday Night Raw is even worth suffering through the whole three hours anymore. I mean, yeah, we we both missed it to like the final hour, but did we really miss that much? I mean, honestly, after what I've just read, it seems like we both and others did not miss out on it. I mean, I'm sure, I am pretty sure Nashville got an entertainment value out of the whole thing, and so be it if I sound negative and cynic about the whole thing. But, dear God, I, I can try to keep an optimistic viewpoint on Monday Night Raw. But, Honestly, it makes me question, what in the hell, dude? You just you just come off the strong week of Survivor Series and NXT TakeOver War Games in Chicago. Then you go to Memphis for, you know, Friday Night SmackDown, which, you know, SmackDown Live is still, I believe, a brand of its own. And then you have Monday Night Raw, which they say is a brand of its own, but it's a brand with talent that doesn't know what to do with it. And it's not to take away from the talent, but perhaps maybe if you use Aleister Black and feud him with somebody relevant, like, gee, I don't know, Randy Orton would be a good choice. Uh, Ricochet would be a good fucking choice. They used to tag together in NXT. But NXT is completely different on the level that I don't think Raw or SmackDown Live will ever be. So, and... Some of the stars that came from NXT know this because they have to transition onto a show that doesn't showcase the talent. It showcases what they believe, what creative believes, is entertaining to the fans, which is complete bullshit. That's how you lose viewers, dude. That is how you lose... I I cannot believe I'm saying this. That is how you lose people... In general, when it comes to watching professional wrestling, 
the matches that were booked is an example of can you fix it? Sure, because I'll never watch that bullshit again. And I don't ever want to. I would not subject myself to watching that crap. That is to have a squash match. How you have five squash matches on the fucking booking? Wow, dude, I haven't even reached off the rails uncensored, and I'm going off. Ooh, that's pretty bad. And you're not even to the rant portion of the show when you're already going into full-on rant mode. The Kabuki Warriors versus Charlotte was not a bad match. That actually was the tail end of what Lady Lynn and myself witnessed. So the Viking Raiders against locals. I don't know what the hell's going on. I mean, Raw used to be a show where I tune in, watch, and some people say that Vince was laughing after um, one pay-per-view that WWE had where the scene lost two Seth Rollins after all that built. He had to fix it. And after all that, okay, so it was a pinfall of Viking experience in the nine title squash match. And so basically what I'm going to tell you is um, tonight's show was full of shit because the OC beat Ricochet and Humberto Carrillo, and then afterwards Randy Orton basically came out of, and I hate the catchphrase, out of nowhere because it doesn't work with the, um, you know, the commentator that's all he knows, Michael Cole. And Michael Cole is very informed upon the talent of who's in and who's not. However, it begs the fucking question when you have so much of a clusterfuck in the beginning of your show and before, okay, I'm going to count the matches that Eric Rowan beat No Way Jose. It was an iron claw slam. Whoop the fucking do. You have a 24 7 championship that is basically, essentially, the joke. Uh, but what's even the point of coming out with that championship? Really? To have, to have celebrities and Fox announcers win that title? Are you trying to. They're like, well, you need comedic relief and you need not say this. The next fucker that says, I cannot say how, or fans cannot say how we feel. Let me put it to you like this. Would you sit through a movie that had no plot, no characters that made any kind of sense, and had no sequence for us to literally sit back and understand? Some say, well, it's illogical. You have to understand the illogical side of things. I'm a very eccentric fucker. And even I'm sitting here saying to myself, Andrade beats Eric Young. Wow, you really want to squash son or squash the uh, former members of Sanity into the fucking ground. And I can give you an even better one. The fact that the 24-7 championship is not even remotely a hardcore title which is essentially what it was to replace because it was given out by the hardcore legend himself, one of many, Mick Foley, who christened that title to be defended all hours of the day and all hours of the night. That sounds a little familiar. Hmm. Hardcore championship. But anyways, I digress. Let's go back up further. And you look at Drew McIntyre beat Akira Tozawa. So... 
you're telling me that they have no competition on the roster. So what is he Slater and Zack Ryder and Nia Jax and all the other people doing, sitting around eating and catering? You guys really, you guys really need to pay attention to what sells on fucking Monday night. Because if you don't, well, I won't tune in for a very long time. After what I just fucking read on the results, yo, that is fucking pitiful and piss poor. Would you want your kids to watch this shit? I answer that question for you right now. The answer is no. That is complete, that's complete and utter bullshit. Like, honestly, if I just fucking read to you, imagine a big dude, six foot four, Drew McIntyre size, Akira Tozawa, who essentially looks like he could beat somebody's ass, but maybe in the 205 Live division. I mean, what the fuck, dude? Did they... <laughs> Did you guys wake up on the wrong side of the bed? Did you stub your toe in the door? Did you fall down a bunch of a flight of stairs? I don't fucking know. But I'm beginning to fucking think, what is the point of watching the red brand? Why? What is the fucking point? That's exactly what I'm saying, B-Train. I'm starting to lose so much faith in it, it's like why even bother wasting three hours of my life on a Monday night that could be better spent doing something like, oh, I don't know, playing with my tablet, playing games on my Switch. I I could think of a million better things to do than watch Raw lately. We didn't even watch it, folks, and we're 30-plus years old. We may not be the same, you know, have the same access, you know, that, uh, all y'all have on your phones to watch it live, but, you know, when grocery shopping, the two of us actually did a funny thing, uh, grocery shopping at the same fucking time and then conversating, so we really, you know, considered watching Monday Night Raw, and I said to Lady Lynn, we need to watch it for journalism purposes. Boy, was I fucking wrong. <laughs> I think I fell asleep when, during that six-man tag match towards the end. It's hard to keep track of a match that's not of interest. And it's hard to basically say, I like the show because I just, I just don't. Raw has always been... A show or had been a show that was of interest to other people to watch, to tune into, to say, hey, man, did you catch Monday Night Raw? And that was the discussion in middle school, you know, because we're 30 plus years old. And does that have anything to do with the validity of watching a wrestling show? It kind of does because we're three decades in and we were four years old watching this this stuff, and not just WWE, man, NWA, AWA, they'll come on in the laundromat, you'd watch old video of Michael Hayes, Michael P.S. Hayes, and the fabulous Freebirds, and you'd see 
clips of Andre the Giant, you know, when you, you it was so old, man, watching clips of uh, Bruiser Brody. All the big names have reason for us to believe in Stone Cold Steve Austin, our era, Triple H, The Undertaker, Edge, Christian, names that actually had merit. One second, folks. I'm going to pause for station identification. Be right back. No music included. It makes you, as a fan, as I continue this nonsense, it makes you, as a fan, or as fans, say, the product is different and it'll always evolve and it'll always change. The problem with today's product, it's not the talent, it's the writers. Some people need to be let go. For someone whose husband who's held up the company, I'm going to say, well, Dana Warriors all for the people. Oh, yeah, I met you. You're nice, but you don't know what you're doing in the back whatsoever. Here. You might as well stick to the charity side of things, not the creative, because it's so fucking weird to know that I know some of the ins, that I don't know all of the outs of what goes on, but what really it boils down to is we pay attention more than we do before because we've got access to social media, we've got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we have follow what all the superstars do, some of us do. I really, at this point in juncture, people are like, you should enjoy the product, not criticize what you see. Gee, so you want us to blindfold ourselves and be like, okay, yeah, this was great. Because I didn't have to see this bullshit type thing. And believe me, no, I've got more, more of a rant, which is basically... Mm, Different from tirade. Tirade's what I went on in the first ten fucking minutes of this show. I cannot tell you how irritated I am that we give this show a fighting fucking chance and it still manages to take a rusty, metaphorical, rusty fucking pipe and shove it up all our asses. What's that? It's getting to be tedious trying to watch this show. I mean, hell, I I won't turn on the TV without first making sure I've got my tablet on hand for when I'm about to pass out or start crying from complete and utter boredom. You know what I'm saying, Beatrix? It's so hard to be like... It's so hard because it's just like you try and try and watch the show. You try your damnedest to stay awake and be a good, you know, good little fan. And be like, yeah, we can actually cheer your product. We can actually invest our time in what you're trying to give out to us. But instead, you're like, what do you think the whole Lana Rusev segment? <laughs> what we thought of that? What we thought of it, um, hmm. I think I've given my thoughts on it enough week after week, but I could go for it again. 
if I wanted to watch a fucking soap opera, I'd watch daytime TV. That pretty much sums up all of us and how we feel about, look, they arrested two different people. That's great. I would hope that you guys understand, okay, that's the only consistent story going on Raw, aside from Seth Rollins saying, uh, you know, having an ad entry by apologizing, just saying everyone sucks. Make up your mind. Are you turning him into diabolical heel that has, you know, instead of two other dogs that he put on? Well, I don't know, Authors of Pain. And they weren't boring. They could do some amazing shit, folks. The Authors of Pain. And I can give credit where credit is due to some guys in the back of that locker room. Don't know them personally, have met some of them, you know, for autographs. That doesn't mean shit. See? See what I did there? I went off tangent, like Monday Night Raw does, and make the fucking really batshit insane with what is the fucking point of putting matches together that make no sense. Because, well, maybe some guy was sick or some guy couldn't. I don't think you all understand is a horrible response to fans. We don't understand. Some of us have actually been on the other side of the spectrum. We don't know everything, but we some of us have actually been on the other side of the fucking curtain, man. And it's ridiculous. It's fucking donkulous. How you think people are just not going to say anything because the more we say something, y'all are going to give us a shitty card. Okay. What's the difference between that and the WWE pay-per-view? I don't fucking know. Like, if I was to hold one big question mark... Like an actual cutout of a question mark, like, huh? Because that's what sums up tonight's show is, what did you just give? Because AEW, they're not any better, but I am going to discuss those those people in a minute because, um, gee, it's about that time, folks, when I have 33 minutes left, and if you think... That what I am saying or what I'm delivering to you right now is the worst into this. I'm not all negative, but I'm going to tell you what works and what fucking doesn't for wrestling fans because I don't speak for some fans. And some of you act like you know what you're talking about on certain aspects of the business. No one knows the true ins and outs. Some of you do. Some of you don't. Hi, Brian Rails. I'd like to tell you that off the rails and censored, if you have any small children, put earphones, put earmuffs over their fucking ears because I, I repeat, I do not, I do not want to have them repeat what I say because if they do repeat it, It's going to maybe offend their teachers and their superiors. So if you have small children, there's an expletive. Actually, there's lots of expletives that will be used throughout this, this segment of the broadcast. Author Rails Uncensored, the TV, actually, <laughs> podcast 14, mature audiences only type thing. 
if you don't believe me, off the Red Hulk Uncensored is a copyrighted podcast, a show that was created in Mar- on March 7, 2016. Any reproduction or usage of the title or likeness thereof is punishable by law. <clears throat> if you reproduce it, it will be a $45 fine, and that means every man or every woman has their price. <laughs> Alright, so buckle up, fuckers. It's time to stay on the real and stay on the path of righteousness, right, man? So, without further ado, get this shindig started. I do not own the rights to Living Colors, Cult of Personality, re recorded and Cult of Personality, CM Punk being Jim Johnson 2000. Actually, it's Living Color. So all rights reserved to the group. Let's get this show on the road. Do I have everyone's attention now? And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Right, so 
my thing is, it's like, you go seriously sit there and just do certain things to make us believe that AEW is worth it. Like, okay, Hangman Page is very reminiscent of <laughs> a little touch of Lex Luger and a little touch of DDP. And he's not a bad worker. So that element, cool. But are you feuding Pac with Moxley? Or Omega and Moxley? Make up your minds. What works is the fact that you now have a group of people that we're all used to seeing. And we're familiar with who they are, and the product is getting even better because MJF is kind of like what EC3 was in NXT. So there's, you know, there's certain similarities and non-similarities or, you know, certain differences, if you will, between AEW and WWE. What works for AEW is that they are a new show. They're the new shiny toy that everyone wants to play with and, and look at and be like, mm-hmm, I like, I dislike. My only gripe about AEW, actually, there's a lot. There's no psychology whatsoever in the matches between Britt Baker and Riho. They're like, oh, it's such a great match. There's a lot of near falls. Um, so we can't see that in the independence. In some instances, no, because sometimes in the indies you deal with wrestlers that you know work really hard and they put in the time and effort to go to a school, they train. Speaking of training, AEW does not have any you know record of them having a training school, so <laughs> it's just it's just a whole bunch of. Uh, you know, what in the world type moments? Like, so Austin Kong was seen, you know, in a vignette with Randy Rose, which we don't know, like, you know, what's, what the deal is with that whole concept. So that doesn't work for me. And it probably is going to be public enemy. I'm probably going to be public enemy number one for saying the following. I don't think AEW has a semblance of a women's division other than Nyla Rose, Awesome Kong, Jazz, Taya, Brandy Rhodes. It's so fucking confusing. Brio as their champion. I don't believe you. That's what I would tell you. So, to me, the women's division is lacking in AEW. Not in talent. No. Mm -mm. Uh, Because if Omega chooses you, it means you've been christened to wrestle. And that's pretty awesome. But, you know, on the flip side of things, you got... Who is Jericho going to, you know, give opportunity to next? It's not a bad deal, but, I mean, it's almost like saying I do not want to give the title opportunity back to Cody too quick because we have other workers. They have over 
70 wrestlers that they, you know, they have dark show, whatever. I'm just not on board with AEW as far as, like, a total interest and falling in love with wrestling again type bullshit because, to be honest with you, Nitro, Dynamite. Dark show kind of resembles Thunder. It was like WCW's big problem of having way too much talent and not knowing, okay, should I, shouldn't I? And it's just like, what do you do when you watch this product? I'm responding, folks, as best I can to your Instagram hate. Some of you, that is. But I can tell you right now. From what I gather, AEW, ever since its existence, they cannot... And I repeat, keep a consistent feud. So they're kind of like doing what WWE is doing. So really, what's the difference? Hmm? Table ropes versus... And uh, the difference between that and WWE ropes. I'm getting through your questions as best I can. But uh, anyways... Cable ropes, the barricades, and uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Ring kind of looks very similar to ECW and the setup of, like, the lettering and stuff inside the ring. And so, basically... What was I going to say? Ah, yes. What works for AEW and what doesn't? So what works for them is they've got awesome dude, Cody Rhodes, awesome dude, Chris Jericho. MJF gets the crowd going. He's just being himself. Um... I can say nice things about people, folks. Not hard. I just can't really be dishonest about, well, several things. One, I can't put on a fake face. WWE, like the Raw show, not SmackDown Live. Oh, man. Just lost my train of thought. Ah, yes. See? 
That's how WWE Raw feels. The feel of it, the flow, the ebb and flow of the show is just not it's not clicking on all cylinders. And it's not it's not really making us feel like we should tune into your show on a daily basis. And here's, you know, the numbers to back that up. When you have a whopping 1.86, as far as, you know, rating numbers go, on, you know, a November episode of Monday Night Raw, it just doesn't feel right. And I don't feel right, you know, saying, okay, Monday Night Raw was a great show tonight, folks. And you should watch it every single week. And so, basically, essentially, Lady Little Show tried on a great show, and it doesn't seem... You know, like we're missing out on anything, putting on a great podcast, but we actually discussed this beforehand, and we actually put in the time and the effort to make sure we know what we're discussing before it goes on air. It's different than prepping, you know, for a show that has pyro and a show that has fucking production, and, you know, it's stressful because you have to rehearse. Trust me, folks. Raw is not lame in that aspect, trying to entertain the kids, but it is lame in the fact that the 18 to 45 demographic is not all that great. So, you know, it's it's a lot of work. A lot, a lot of work that gets put into a wrestling show. But if you don't execute certain things, it's not going to be a success. I didn't run out of steam. I'm just telling you, when you have barely get over two point whatever million viewers... not really going to go that far so (laughs) here's my thing folks watching wrestling is not it should not be a chore it should be a joy it should be a passion it should be a whole lot of things should not be one where you want to question your sanity and be like and be like ah you know why did I watch this show so before I sign off here, um, folks, one, one minute, a second. So, <clears throat> trying to focus on watching wrestling and, and reporting on a podcast is, you know, shouldn't be that difficult. You should be able to do it with ease. And should be able to find what works and what doesn't. So, 
I know I've got 16 minutes left in this show, and I'm not going to waste it. Off the Rails Uncensored basically is a show that gives out honesty, and it basically entails... The honest depiction of a show. If I didn't paint the picture for some of you and some of you said, man, he went off for no reason. I didn't go off for no reason. I went off because there are certain things that bug the fuck out of me because I've been saying maybe Raw is going to change. Maybe Raw is going to get better. It still has not. And so, I don't know, is a common response when you say, how's wrestling now? Well, I don't know. It's just... You try and try and try and try to find a positive outlook on the show, and it doesn't really fucking fit. It doesn't. It's not right to be, you know, lying about a show, all right? And it doesn't feel right to present something that's not there. And so what I'm going to say next, you know, probably not going to hurt feelings because they're like, well, this kid's is uh, lively today. How the fuck do you expect us to react to a show that basically repeats in a cycle? And we're supposed to enjoy that. We're supposed to be enjoying, <laughs> like, every single fucking thing. But we can't. We cannot fucking enjoy the show. Lady Lynn and myself cannot be, uh, you know, enjoying a show in which we as kids enjoyed. You know, since 93, the show has been on air, since January of 1993. And so that's 26 years. It's almost 27 years old. Wow. And, that's a um, long time it's been around. It's been a long time since it's been around, and how you know you're going to tell us, well, yeah, that was one bad show. No, there's been several bad shows to which people are like, I'm going to abandon the network and I'm going to do this. You guys, here's the truth. The reason why certain things are the way they are is better left unsaid if you want a position in the company. Well, I don't see that happening anytime soon. So you know why they go to Saudi Arabia? Do you know why they go overseas? Because they're huge over there. They love WWE. They're not, you know, they're not really 
contemplating doing anything out of the ordinary because they don't have to overseas, and sometimes overseas is a bit more critical than I am. But anyways, folks, there just seems to be a discord right now with the way things are going with WWE and the fan base. So I don't know how every single week you put your hopes and dreams into believing that you're going to be at 10.1, 12.2 that you were in 99. And that's like the numbers that don't lie, according to not just Garrowick.net, but the ratings itself on the USA Network, the Google, you know, the Google, you do a Google search on Wikipedia, you find different, you find different numbers in order to make this fucking shit run, right? Because if I reported to you with bullshit, you wouldn't tune in every week. The fans want real? Okay. AEW's not any better. They don't have a fucking women's division that is showcased. How the fuck are you going to move Nyla Rose off TV? forever, how long she's taken off. And she had a match against Riho, should have won the championship, by the way. That title looks fucking ugly. Two, who is Jericho going to give an opportunity to this week? I don't care, but you know, Jericho at least gives a match. Cody Rhodes gives you a match. Hangman Page. There's certain things that work for companies and certain things that don't. Fans are just going to nitpick and be cynics. Call me a cynic, call me critical. But you know what? I'd rather be a cynic and a critic than someone that's going to be dishonest with themselves and say, it wasn't terrible. What, do you you kiss your kids at night on the forehead like that? Being dishonest, teaching them dishonesty? Like, what the fuck, man? You're not telling me how to live your life. I'm just telling you, you're really going to sit there and tell your child, Monday Night Raw was a great show. I think you should believe everything, you know, kids are the ones that you reach out to in this fucking world for a wrestling audience. That's what you do if you're a wrestling company because they are the ones that buy into everything. Some kids are smart asses and say, that wasn't real. My sister could hit harder than that. Because true fucking story, yo, if you really want the real and how fucking honest I can be. I could sit here all night and give you different scenarios, different points in time for which WWE has bit the big one when it comes to producing results. Like, okay, let's let Seth Rollins beat The Fiend and let The Fiend win overseas. And then his title, by the way, costs $6,500. So the man that's just helping you with ratings... You're repaying him by doing that? That's kind of a low blow, yo. There's a new title design on WWE Shop. And Bray Wyatt designed it to be like his mask on the front of the title. So, him as a champion, people wanted this. And now, we got nothing but shit. He's not bullshit, but like, as far as, you know, backing him... People are like, oh, I don't know about this Bray Wyatt character. Y'all really haven't invested in watching wrestling at all then. Because this man has been through the fucking ringer. Husky Harris, the fiend at one point. Now he's the fiend again. Bray Wyatt, the Wyatt family. You know what's have to constantly evolve and just, you know, roll with the punches, as they say? Well, 
his fans have rolled with the punches, and some of us have bitched more than others. Sometimes it takes bitching on a fucking podcast to get through to people, man. You think the people don't pay attention to what you're doing as far as producing a product? Oh, I just picked up steam, folks. You damn right I did. <laughs> I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to hesitate and say. I'm just going to say, when you are a wrestling company, your number one priority is the fan. All you owe us is a show. I don't care if you do this gimmick, that gimmick. I'm not that fan. I'm the fan that knows. Okay. I know what works and what fucking doesn't. And if you can't give us that, then fine. I will not watch Monday anymore. I didn't miss anything. I look on the replays on cbs.sports.com, and I see fucking matches that really, really, really piss me off. In succession, you had matches that... Okay, so why not give the authors of pain a challenge, right? Oh, because they're brand new now? Okay. I see what you guys are doing, but it's not helping you. Because the good brand, you know, the good commentators, I'll just say it, the dude that stood up for Jerry Lawler, that was the first cool, really awesome thing you did. Your cadences have gotten better, but you still suck, dude. Um, let's see what else. Jerry Lawler needs someone to compliment him. Well, if Mauro Ranello came onto Monday Night Raw, that would shock the whole system. No pun intended. <laughs> no reference to but you would have era. A... Oh, those clowns. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you folks. It's the Undisputed Shayna show on NXT, which is no problem because the black and gold brand can actually hold their own. They don't need... Existential storyline of boyfriend and girlfriend or wife and husband arguing to no end. But you boo undisputed, you cheer them. You boo them, you cheer them. You boo them, you cheer them. Make up your mind. I'm gonna quote Louis Black one last time. Actually, this is one of many times. I find myself watching Monday Night Raw, going and thinking to myself, "Fuck, I don't have enough breadcrumbs for the ride home." So like Honestly Fix your shit Cause this is what draws No ratings at all Another six man tags The main event Good god That much Are you having shield withdrawals Anyways folks Enough of my ranting Cause I could go on all night long So Not gonna not going to give you the reel for too much longer, but to catch us on, or catch me on Wednesday, doing the same thing I just did right now on Off the Rails Uncensored, catch me on Wednesday night, folks, 12.30 Eastern, 11.30 Central. And by the way, if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then guess what? I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. And Lady Lynn? And if you didn't like what Lady Lynn had to say, well, call me what you will, but don't call this lady crazy. All right, folks. That'll do her. So um, enjoy and uh, contemplate if you really want to watch Monday Night Wrestling. Because unless it gets better, you know, from now, you know, now here on out, I'm just going to, just watch carefully. I'll watch it, 
but I'm just going to watch, you know, selective watching. So, all right, folks. Good night. Toodles, bitches. Got to sleep. Got work in the morning. Dig it. <laughs>